Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. And I'm Annie Warmke. You certainly are. And today we're going to talk about fake meat. Or I'll take a mung bean porterhouse <laughs> and make it rare, baby. Oh, that's so gross. That <laughs> it just is... doesn't roll off the lips. No, and every every thought of whatever that could look like is gross uh-huh. thinking about yes. it. Yes, mung, mung, mung bean. I can't even say that. Mung okay. bean. But that is one of your choices. Extra bloody, please, right? Jay. Give me some extra beet juice. Well, actually, we're going to talk a little bit All about right. how they're trying to make things like that look Okay, well, when we're bloody. talking about basically fake meat, and there's been a large uh, movement recently anyway, at least I am more aware of it, of, of fast food restaurants and other type um, meat alternatives. Uh, and uh, so, so what the heck's in these? I just always assumed it was like soy. But apparently it's okay, different than that. But before that. we talk about that, let's talk about why we're talking about it. So, okay. so the reality is that billions of animals, something like 10 billion animals. Billions will, and billions. Will be killed for human consumption uh, mm-hmm. in, in 2020. And so what has begun to happen is people are – growing more concerned about how animals are treated as they're raised for butchering and human consumption. And um, and in fact, a major portion of the American public said that the meat that they buy, it matters to them, even though that isn't anything that's rated on a meat package. It matters to them how that animal was treated. So one of the consequences of that, and with education, is that people are actively making more choices about eating more plant-based foods and and eating less uh, less meat. And that's not to say that people are turning into vegans, which are people who don't eat any animal products. In fact, those statistics are pretty much staying the same over the last decade or so. That, uh, But people are eating less meat, and that's a bothersome trend for the U.S. beef and pork and chicken industry. And um, and they're and they're making different choices. So they want healthier choices. So there's so I mean, even if you're there's a certain number of people who say, okay, I don't like the fact that animals suffer. I've begun to become aware of that. And I don't want to eat the the byproduct of violence or fear or whatever that is. That's one little group. okay? but it's I'm sure not the majority. No, no, it's not. And then there are other people who say, okay, meat production is not a very good use of our resources in a world where we have scarce resources, because I know the production of beef and the production of pork and and chicken and all of those take a lot more resources than the protein equivalent. I don't think people are that. Okay, well, we're intelligent. No, the ones listening to us. Okay, well, maybe you can pat yourself on the back because you were educated. (laughs) So that's that's another reason, whether you're conscious of it or not. In a world of scarce resources, less resources are required to create a plant-based diet of equal. Well, there's there's a lot of argument about that, and more so, they're looking at things like the production of methane and waste from. The the um the raising of livestock and, and water. Things. I mean, it yeah, takes there's a, lot a huge of water. amount of water. So right. So okay. anyway, so let's talk about 
So let's uh, dash all these perspectives to the to the rocks. Okay, but that's not why we're here okay. today. So Go I ahead. could do that all I want, but I it's not <laughs> why we're here today. So so there are people who now they call them flexitarians. And flexitarians, you know, that's playing on the word vegetarian or pescatarian, which is somebody who doesn't eat meat but they eat fish. Uh, fruititarians, they only eat fruit. I mean, we got to have a label for everything. That's right. Or vegans who don't mm-hmm. eat any animal or use any animal products if they can avoid it. Um, and so, flexitarians are people who basically go in and out of eating plant-based foods completely. So they might be vegetarian for a while, and there are people who may argue with this definition, but they are basically people who periodically decide, all right, I'm not going to eat meat anymore, and so I'm going to be vegetarian, or I'm going to be pescatarian, or I'm going to be fruitarian. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to eating some— So they can't some, make up their mind. Well, I think there's a lot of challenges, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk about that But uh, in terms of what's available. But I think there are huge challenges to not eating animal products. Sure. Huge. And the selections, in, especially in rural areas, suck, just to put it bluntly. Uh, so, um, so, so let's talk a little bit about that. What are these foods made of? And that's one of the things that's really interesting. So First of all, if we're going to eat plant-based foods— And by plant-based, we're, we're talking about meat alternatives. No, no. Let me just say oh, plant-based food— well. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about meat. I want to talk about fake meat. <laughs> all right. With blood. Okay, we're going to do that. Just uh-huh. let me catch up with you. Sure. All right. So anyway, or you catch up with me. Um, we're going to—so so plant-based foods would be eating things like fruits and vegetables. Those okay. are plant-based. I'm with you so far. Okay. Uh, and so anything that has a, a, the origin of a plant. Mm-hmm. And so lots of us eat those foods completely. We don't eat anything mm-hmm. else. But then what's been added to that particular diet in this modern age um, has been the idea of creating foods that look like and imitate meat and how it acts. Now, just to go back and say that this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Plant-based meat diets are nothing new. In fact, um, the very first athletes were on very strict plant-based diets. And what do you think they were called? Um, Spartans. <laughs> hey, that's closer than the last uh, answer you gave me. No, they were gladiators. Gladiators. Well, see, okay, I'm there. Close. One was Greek, one was Roman. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so— But see, they didn't have to live very long, so it didn't matter. that. That's true, but they had to be bloody strong. <laughs> okay. And so the Roman scripts report that all the fighters adhered to a gladiatorian stigonum, and that means that it was a kind of a diet, a kind so of a— Flexitarians. Yeah, like a flexitarian. So when they were in training, they only ate legumes, pulses, grains, and really no animal protein at all. Occasionally, maybe they did, but they were also in an environment where they, everything was prepared for them. And, um, and this way, they were really strong. They were very lean. They didn't have body fat. And they had a lot of energy from the legumes and the pulses and the grains. And so this is nothing new. Right. And a lot of people, they have this illusion that the only source of protein is through meat. You know, it's like, I can't be well, a vegetarian. Well, that's a great media because strategy. Because it's, it's meat. But then you look at a cow, 
I mean, obviously, they they don't eat a lot of meat. They don't eat any. Well, (laughs) hopefully, although they do Uh, grind up some stuff. But here's the thing. There's protein in almost any plants. So and we've been told that we need to have a certain amount of protein in order to be healthy. And what it turns out to be is that that's really a hoax. We do need some, but not nearly as much as the government and the beef and the chicken and the um, and the. uh, pork industry want us to think we have to have. Sure. So they create this pyramid that falsely tells us what we should be eating. Mm-hmm. So this is all about healthy foods. Before you interrupt me, this is about <laughs> healthy foods, and this isn't what we're really building up to. So so right. to say plant-based foods have been around forever, and there have been lots of people who acknowledge that that's a healthier And I way. think we've had some of these Basically, fake meat, you know, soy-based meat-like products. But the problem in the past is, but they've been pretty bad. You know, they they well, have not emulated meat very well. I remember eating chocolates uh, yeah. when Catelyn was a baby, and they came in a can with gravy, uh, and they I remember tasted those too. They're pretty bad. No, I thought they were good. Chris, they're pure gluten. Okay. It's wonder. But didn't somebody kill me. who's who is a true carnivore in the sense of the word that you know the meat bakes. The, the previous meat, fake meat products would not convince them that they're eating meat. I don't know. I think that baked steak and chocolates, if you had it in gravy. Of course, gravy some of the real your, meat that we're eating well, is, is almost not much meat. So. Um, that's true. There's a lot of substitutions, but also it's really just bad for you. Okay. So, but let me give you some statistics. First of all, 71% of Americans believe plant-based meats are becoming more mainstream. Mm -hmm. So this is a good sign because what that does is to kind of help people to start thinking, wait, maybe I should be, they're getting more education about what's healthy. Yeah. And more healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Omnivores, which are people that eat fruits, vegetables, and meat, um, 62% agree that plant-based eating has gone mainstream. So that means that they must be trying some of it or at least acknowledging the advertising is working. And 31% of Americans expect to try a flexitarian diet in the future. Now, they might be lying, <laughs> but they probably aren't because as people age or as people sure. become more athletic or want to lose weight, they believe that plant-based foods are going to help them be thinner leaner, healthier. So I think a third of the people are basically saying, my current diet probably isn't going to cut it in the long term. I'm going to have to make some changes. If they're thinking that far ahead. Mm -hmm. But then here's the thing that the meat industry and the fake meat industry is looking at. 22% of Americans see themselves eating more plant-based protein alternatives. And 62% say they expect to see plant-based protein alternatives in restaurants. And that's where it's really going to make a difference because Mm -hmm. the fast food industry is fast embracing uh, alternatives, and I'll talk a little bit about um, who, who those who those industries are and where these foods can be um, consumed. But I first want to go into what is in the in the plant based meats. We're right. just talking about meat. We're not talking about other plant based foods. So, um, so plant based foods contain a lot of interesting ingredients. They, these, these are the fake meat. That's right. Plant, that's right. Sorry. Yes, that's right. Um, so there's uh, protein in the in the plant 
plant-based meats. Like protein powder type? Just well, a, it's a, a lot of like, like if you thought of when you see that pink slurry, you know, that they used so to say. So far it's appetizing. Yeah, well, that's the point, Jay. Mm. And so, so, there's, so it's so packed with things that are not natural, that are like ingredients, uh, byproducts of other things mm-hmm. that they've, like if they had soy and they produce soy, but then they would, uh, they would process soy, but then they take byproducts from that soy and they turn that into some of these plant-based meats. So the real challenge then is, you know, what are we really eating? And I know I have some a list of the ingredients, but um, I, I, just trust me to say that <laughs> <laughs> that they're not pronounceable for the most part. Uh-huh. Sometimes they have the word like uh, t- uh, like uh, soy, or they may have the uh, dextrose. Um, but they're all things that really are not so so good but for us. But their general basis, I know you talked. There's soy, of course, but mm-hmm. then you were you were mentioning, like I mentioned, mung mung beans. Um, aren't there maybe some potato based stuff? I mean, how does this? Well, all... the meat stuff, not necessarily. I mean, you know, when you eat veggie patties, those don't. I'm not. For the most part, right. those don't have this. A lot the, of bean. Yeah, they have beans, legumes, pulses, as they say. Mm-hmm. So meatless, the meatless stuff has a lot of additives: tapioca starch, cellulose, xanthan gum. That's a derivative from cellulose, corn. like sawdust. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> who knows? Just plant-based. It's fibers. for stabilizing their shelf life and to create meaty texture. So it mm-hmm. is. It is sawdust. And um, also, they contain um, things like refined coconut oil instead of not refined coconut oil. Well, which it went is to the better schools. Canola mm. oil, mm, canola, two uh, percent of cellulose from bamboo, uh, potato starch, natural flavor, lots of um, extracts from different kinds of uh, sugar yeast, sunflower oil, glycerin from vegetables, dried yeast. Whatever. Okay, well, while we're pondering that, let me remind you that you are listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke, reminding you that it is indeed the end of the world as we know it. And thank God. Thank God. And and we're talking about fake meat, um, you know, as part of the world becoming more and more sustainable. This is one thing that that some advocates, I mean, are saying it's a good thing. And maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, It's a good thing for major corporations that are like Tyson that are really diving into this industry. But there's like almost everything you can, you can, it can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. It can be both. You know, you can can say, okay, we're doing meat alternatives. Well, uh, the meat industry has been, at least historically, pretty detrimental to the environment, uh, certainly detrimental to the animals, although you could argue they wouldn't exist if they weren't there Well, that's as a, a whole different, different program. So, but, but there will be people who side on either side of that issue. Um, but then you can say, all right, well, this is a good alternative for those people who choose, for whatever reason, not to eat actual meat. Now we have something that, that meets that thing they like you know they all right like me. that's a good point because what happens is we live in a culture where we primarily have been trained to have meat as the center of the plate and take up a major portion and then we have whatever else happens well, to be and, on the plate and you and i find that if we want to eat a meal out that is not meat-based 
we have to go to some sort of Asian, you know, whether it's well, we prefer uh, that anyway. <laughs> Indian or you know yeah. some some yeah. foreign type restaurant. American cuisine is meat by God. Right. Well, know? I I've never been big on American cuisine, so I'm I'm happy with that. But but the thing is that as a culture, we this is how we've learned to produce a meal. And so to overcome that, to make some kind of transition from that, or to, I guess we fall back onto what we know. So when we go and we find a sausage and it's, you know, says it's meatless, or we find um, some bacon, this is the thing, people are so keen about bacon, so they have mm-hmm. all these kinds of bacon. Well, bacon from from real animals isn't good for you so it's probably not going to be very good from you on the meatless so part so i mean you were ranting about ranting i, I was so i thought word. you were ranting i'm gonna rant but <laughs> anyway the uh alternatives uh don't necessarily provide a, ho- a healthy alternative is that what you're getting no, to? that's right and that's the challenge because if we really work transitioning to to plant-based food uh, consumption, um, these things wouldn't even be on the table. You'd just eat raw carrots and some lettuce, and you'd be happy. Well, okay. Well, you would be. I wouldn't be. No, I wouldn't be either. <laughs> I'd be sneaking bacon in the back room. Yeah. So. So, so one of the things that the industry has come up with, uh, well, first of all, let me say that there's a lot of argument around regulation. And mm-hmm. th- this has been true about fake milk you know the the dairy industry doesn't like it if you it, because they call coconuts or almonds that make milk they call that milk um, and they say it's you know hurt their industry and so the same with um, with meat and so the FDA which is the federal uh, food and drug, food and drug administration. administration and the USDA which is the US Department of Agriculture have agreed that they're going to share jurisdiction over alternative meats that's what they're calling it and um, and they came up with a definition that if a food product has less than 3% raw meat or less than 2% cooked meat, it falls under the preview of the FDA. So anything that calls itself meat and has less than that in it is going to come under some kind of a uh, federal guidelines. And so maybe that's good. Maybe it's not, of course, based on the kinds of livestock so. meat that we get. And they're <laughs> over that. I don't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. just to just to move on, the, the real issue now is how do we have control over the manufacturers and the biotech and chemical companies that are getting into producing these meats? And I'll talk about more of that in a minute. Um, but McDonald's, uh, has decided they're going to have a first vegan veggie dippers meal and their nuggets. So there you mm. go. That contain around Speaking of fake meat, <laughs> forty ingredients in these nuggets, mm-hmm. and um, that and they're served with chips and a soft drink. So it's a deal. <laughs> and uh, KFC recently launched Zero Chicken Vegan Burgers. Um, which has a, an amazing amount of um, ingredients, more than 40 ingredients. So anyway. Well, here- this, this strikes me as a bit problematic. I mean, we can assume that these companies like McDonald's or Burger King or Kentucky Fried Chicken, when they make these things, they likely are not going to be very healthy for us. But with alternatives, we've been able to go and purchase food from people we know Yet it sounds like fake meat's not something you can go down to your local farmer's market and and pick it up. 
Well, they may have veggie patties and things like that that are made from local products. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is there are other meat substitutes without these kinds of alternative meats, as they say. There's something called jackfruit, which I find to be really fascinating in that um, it's a, it is a, a plant uh, comes from a plant from cactus, but it's very chicken-like in its consistency as far as, you know, if you pull it apart, it's like uh, if you made a chicken sandwich or something like that and can be flavored to be used in all kinds of dishes, chicken and noodles, um, uh, tacos, and it's quite delicious. And when you chew it, you it doesn't have any taste. Mm-hmm. So you, as long as if you added flavorings to it, you would have no idea whether it was um, not chicken or not. So for people who are trying to figure out what to do. But also, there's there are lots of things. Fried avocados, um, eggplant parmesan, all of these things can be made to taste. Certain mushrooms have a have Yeah, a absolutely. Portobellos. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so and tofu. Tofu, tofu are, yes, which you've recently discovered you like. So yeah. these are all things that can be quite, um, quite useful. And there are lots of things online. Uh, that can give you all kinds of guides and information. A group called Veganary, like January, but Veganary, that comes out of Britain, that has a, a whole line of um, menus, and they'll send you something every day. And it's they're really fantastic. If you just want to learn more about what alternatives to meat that are really out, out there, except not to go back to let's just do this meatless stuff that's really just exchanging chicken McNuggets for vegan nuggets. Yeah, so are, am I right in assuming what you're, where you're coming from on this is we're seeing the corporate food industry saying, okay, because we produce kind of an inferior product that we've called meat and people are no, moving they're not away saying from that. that. They no, are no, not I'm, saying I'm that. talking about before the oh, meatless okay. stuff. And now they're coming out with an inferior product that they're calling meatless. So, so it could be no better from a health perspective. Well, for inferior, you. that's your term for that. I think this is what the American public wants. And sure. so they're trying to figure out how do we transition some of our foods to attract the vegan or the vegetarians that are out there um, by making it look like, and this is the whole goal all along, is it's got to look like and taste like and act like meat. But don't necessarily believe that it is better for you. That's right. It's not like that saying if it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, right. and it acts like a duck, well, it must be a duck. Well, but and that I could doesn't see apply here. The advertising is going to be such as, okay, you guys have read that meat is not necessarily good. It causes cholesterol or whatever it is. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. And now it says, here's an alternative. This is your healthy alternative. Uh, sort of like how they were talking about diet soft drinks for a while. It's like we're going to we're going to cut down on your sugar intake and give you brain cancer, you know, those kind of things. So are we in that kind of mode at the moment where we don't necessarily know what all these in- alternatives are going no, to do No, I think it's you? all the same thing. I think that whatever you ate in the other part of your existence, and then if you just transition into plant-based foods and that's what you eat from McDonald's, KFC, whatever, you're going to have the same results. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to go to some more examples of what they're trying to do to help us make this transition. And so they have this stuff, and I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced, um, called H-E-M-E, so heme or heme, I'm not sure. But it's uh, then this company creates the Impossible Burger, which uses this leg hemoglobin. Is it globin? 
whatever hemoglobin, hemoglobin uh, protein that's like. supposed to imitate the bloodiness of a good old-fashioned beef burger. Oh boy! And so there's a lot of controversy around it because it's not uh, it's not really a good thing for the human body, and and it's and they're putting it into a lot of different um, meats and. Uh, pretend meats, alternative meats. And there are lots of companies out there trying these different things to see what really works with the American public. There are some groups, um, there are several grocery store chains that handle a product called Before the Butcher. And uh, this is a soy-based burger that cooks up great on a grill, it says. And um, there are several variations of it, uh, which includes um, chicken and turkey and a sausage patty. There's another one called Beyond Burger, uh, which is a vegan ground beef um, for tacos and meatballs and whatever. Uh, but uh, And it also says that it's non-GMO and gluten-free because it's pea protein, P-E-A protein. <laughs> um, I thought I should clarify that <laughs> since it's all the thing we're talking about. Um, oh, that reminded me of an old joke about roast beef and pea soup. But, okay, uh, let's I not hear it. Let's not one. hear it. We might get kicked <laughs> off. Um, and then Morningstar Farms, they've been around for a while. They're a, a part of um, Kellogg, and they create a lot of um, these sort of McNugget kind of thing. So they have uh, chick patties and buffalo wings and chick nuggets and barbecue chicken, uh, which is C-H-I-K apostrophe N nuggets. And um, and they call all that vegan. So people are going to be interested in that. And also Tofurky, uh, which I saw has been around for about 25 years now. Maybe it's 30 years, but um, it's 40 years, okay? Uh, and they, It's getting older all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's 40 years, <laughs> and they make holiday roasts and, um, and uh, chorizo-style ground meats and things like that, and then Trader Joe's, which is in any big city these days. So, But you know what it all comes down to? It still mm-hmm. all comes back to a point you made earlier, and that is we need to know what's in our food, we need to know how it's produced, and we need to know who produced it. Because at the end of the day, if we want health, if we want real health, it really, nature cannot be overcome by any corporation in producing that kind of health in our life. Well, it sounds like we're going to, we're on the edge of of a large media campaign where these companies have decided there's money to be made in these products. And we're going to be bombarded with a lot of health claims that we need to be suspect of. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, but I think we could say that about anything we buy in a grocery store that has more than four ingredients. So that's why we tell people, shop on the walls of the grocery store, because that's where the uh, the produce is, that's where the fruit is, that's where the dairy is, that's where the cheeses are. You know, that's where you're going to find almost anything that is going to help you to try to work towards health. Well, and we always like to uh, sort of say around food health that you are best when you when you buy food from people you know and you eat it with people you love. You know, yes. that is that yes. is the secret. And don't being, don't eat processed fake meat. Well, that's going to have a major impact on most Americans. Uh, They're already diets, eating some really bad stuff. I mean, it's trading one thing for another and neither one of them produces real health. That's the challenge we have today. Mm-hmm. So if you could sum it up in less than 15 seconds, what would you say about the whole fake meat industry? 
Um, I wouldn't talk about them at all. <laughs> I would say, you know, nothing, nothing can compare to uh, eggplant parmesan. <laughs> It just can't, okay. and and I nobody will convince me otherwise. You lost me somewhere around there. <laughs> okay. Well, you have been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. We want to thank our um, meatless uh, award-winning <laughs> producer, <laughs> Adam Rich. <laughs> uh, um, and we want to thank you for spending just a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is... Play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and only eat uh, fake meat as a treat once in a while. Alright, till next time. Bye bye. Mother Earth will sing and her children will be You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at BlueRockStation.com. Yeah!